Who made you? Hey everybody, Ben here. Today is a break from all of the things going on around us. I want to talk about something else entirely. Outside of it being a shout out to the great ACDC song, asking ourselves the question, who made you, brings up the topic of mentoring. While the term gets thrown around a lot, I think there's still a fair amount of confusion on the topic, so it's definitely worth a few minutes of our time to dive a bit deeper and examine some thoughts on best practice and how we can engage in mentoring to get the most out of it for everyone involved. Most of us have heard the concept, maybe used the word, or even had a few people we would consider mentors. But I think it's worth starting from the basics. What exactly is mentoring? I like the definition of a mentor as a wise and trusted counselor or teacher, an influential sponsor or supporter. The extension of this definition is that mentoring is the action of being a mentor, so acting as a trusted counselor, teacher, influential sponsor, or supporter. We'll get into this later, but this definition avoids the trap of defining a mentor as someone with a greater level of experience than that mentee. As we move through our life and careers, our needs will change, but the need to have trusted counsel exists whether you're a new grad or a CEO. The types of counsel may change, but the need remains the same. The message here is that we all need mentors. Yeah, you heard that right, more than one. It's a good practice to seek out people with different backgrounds, different experience levels, even from different industries and geographies. The more inclusive you can be in creating your own group of mentors or your personal board of directors, then the more well-rounded those inputs will be. Now, how do you find people or choose people as mentors? Outside of creating opportunities to grow the network and meet people that you otherwise would not, I struggle with the formal approach to pairing mentors and mentees. Oftentimes, this creates a process, something that we're doing because there are certain criteria required. Does this feel like a checklist yet? The best mentoring relationships are just that, relationships. There's a chemistry and engagement from both sides, which creates an environment where you can tackle the topics that are difficult to broach with your manager. The best mentors focus more on the foundations like critical thinking, decision-making, and self-awareness rather than specific job skills. Remember, there are a lot of places for people to get access to training, but advice or feedback on their approach, on their assumptions, there are not many places for us to test those softer skills and learn from the experiences and views of others. Now, this is an important note because the specific competencies associated with our job, whether it's today's job or tomorrow's job, they may change, but the commonality among those soft skills that are important to all of us remains the same. We're going to need that in today's role. We're going to need to grow on that for tomorrow's role as we grow and challenge ourselves. So how important is really good mentoring? I don't think you can value it enough. Maya Angelou once said, in order to be a good mentor and an effective one, one must care. You must care. You don't have to know how many square miles are in Idaho. You don't need to know what is the chemical makeup of chemistry or blood or water. Know what you know and care about the person. Care about what you know and care about the person you are sharing it with. This echoes the thinking around the relationship needed between mentor and mentee in order for this to be effective. It also suggests some other behaviors that are important to display as a mentor. The best mentors I have had have all been very focused on the positive and encouraging along the way. This could mean reacting positively to an idea or suggestion and then helping me process it through questions and insight. As I reflect, I think that in many cases, they may have known that that idea was a bad idea, 
but this move to be positive and help me get there myself left me in a much stronger place than simply telling me, drop that idea. It's not so good. Let's build on this idea that this is a relationship. And in a positive way, we can help each other process the softer ideas. Coming to our own conclusions, it may seem natural then that a sense of loyalty builds. The strongest mentoring relationships I have are not limited by employer or even industry. There's a level of trust and loyalty that bridges across those things, since the essence of our interactions are always focused on being helpful and constructive. Now, being mentored also means being a bit vulnerable. You need to be prepared to share your struggles and to listen and to adapt to the inputs that you're hearing back. The most powerful mentoring relationships force us to look in the mirror and address the realities, even if they aren't as pleasant as we'd like. And no, Snapchat filters don't help here. This is nothing but good for us personally and professionally. As we grow individually, the growth brings discomfort. A good mentor can help you move through that discomfort and seek of that next challenge. Now, mentoring is not without a cost. There's a cost in time, energy, and emotional engagement. In my opinion, if you put the effort into finding the right circle of mentors, put that energy into building a strong and open, transparent relationship with them, that you help to grow and progress through challenging yet positive approach together, it is far more worth it for both the mentor and the mentee than the cost involved. In fact, there's a hidden gem here. You may enter thinking you're the mentor, but you'll soon find out that this flows both ways. Under the right circumstances, the mentoring will be mutual. Some call this reverse mentoring, but I think that comes back to assuming that the person with more years automatically has more to offer, which I don't necessarily agree with. When people have the right approach, including mutual trust and the willingness to address any topic, you can really get out of your comfort zone. You all know I like to be a bit uncomfortable as I think that's a sign I'm growing and adapting. This is the best part, when you can be challenged and have eye-opening moments that help you see something from a different angle, you start to accelerate your own growth, and this radiates into the broader team. I think that this mutual mentoring type of setup is ideal, and what we should all be hoping to achieve as we assemble that personal board of directors. I hope that everyone takes what you heard here and puts it to work. Over the course of my career, I've had some amazing mentors. Some of them might even be listening. I hope so. I want to thank them for helping me continue on my journey every day and hopefully continuing to improve along the way. For each of you, take a few minutes, write down who you think your mentors are. Are they a wide range of different people or are they all pretty similar to you? Challenge yourself to develop a diverse set of people that you trust, different ages, backgrounds, geography. Invest in those relationships as you both grow and learn. Be open to the feedback that you receive from all around you. And if you're having trouble finding people to be a part of your team, reach out and I'm, I'd be happy to help. Maybe if you'll have me, I'll even be a part of that team myself. In the end, the juice is worth the squeeze and mentoring is good for us all. As Sir Winston Churchill once shared, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Now have a great day and take care of yourselves.